Shut up and sit down. Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Computer. Boom. All right. You want to do the welcome to another episode of Business Bros? And I got to do the little twinkle fingers because that's a Mike Cuevas thing. Woo. Yeah, dude, it kind of got stuck now. Any, I don't do the Zoom very much, but when I do, now it's got to be one of those. That's just a testament. A, a little shout out to you. All right. <laughs> How's my sound? Are you good? Yep. You sound All good. Right. Cool. Awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've been uh, like a pit bull nipping at this guy's ankles for a while trying to get him on the show finally got him on here mr mike cuevas the real estate marketing dude welcome to the show brother thank you thank you for having me man appreciate it and yes you have been um we should we should have done this a long time ago but we just keep missing each other because we're just busy yeah well life kind of uh keeps us going in the right direction and as long as we stay busy that's a good thing yep that's right awesome by the way Again, love the marketing dude banner in the background. Dang. I got to get me one of them. Look at my background. It's gray. <laughs> it's usually just green right here. I just did this, <laughs> I did this just for you, dude. <laughs> Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate it. All right, man. Well, I, I kind of want to get to know uh, Mike Cuevas. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about you know, business stuff in a little bit, but I kind of want to know where you, uh, where you started. Where did you come from? You know, why, what got you into the business? Yeah, so... Um, 2002 is when I got licensed. Uh, real estate was actually my last class I took as a college elective in, col- in college and I needed it to graduate. And, um, you know, it's like one of those things you go to college and no one really does their degree. Um, I fit in that one of those categories, but it was just a, so that my, my teacher's like, yeah, so you can make a lot of fucking money in real estate. I'm like, ding. So I figured, Hey, why not? My degree was always at, was advertising and, and or marketing. And I figured, shit, I'll just go market myself. But um, just like any new agent, you find out that it's really not that easy, especially mm-hmm. when you're 22 years old, um, trying to sell $400,000 condos. <laughs> um, but that's how I actually got licensed. It was just an accident, to be honest with you. It ended up being my career. I <laughs> Dude, uh, college is one of those places where you figure it out. And oftentimes people figure it out at the end yeah. when they're already done. Oh. When they have to actually go out and get a job and they realize, oh shit, this piece of paper is not getting me where I wanted to go. Now well, what? I'll tell you what I did learn in college is I learned how to socialize. I grew up in an area southwest side of Chicago. Um, so, you know, we grew up in a predominantly white area. We never got to interact. And, and even though I'm Mexican, we didn't interact with a lot of other Mexican people or African-American people or Chinese people or any, anything else. So the socialization of college is honestly what I got the most out of. Um, I had friends from all different types of backgrounds and all different, you know, parts of Illinois in that case, since I was in Southern Illinois, some around the country. But um, the socialization, interacting, relationship building um, was really the best skill I learned in college. And that all played a fact into later on in life, no doubt. All right. So you get your license. Then what? I mean, you just kicked it off and that's it? You were automatic success or what? No, I got my license. And the very first place I started at was a, a brokerage called Home Touch, which operated out of Water Tower Mall. 
and water tower malls on Michigan Avenue in Chicago. And um, they used to actually pay us a salary. So we'd get paid $1,500 and I was $1,200 every two weeks. And back then I was like, holy shit, this is a lot of money, oh, yeah. right? My, my rent in college used to be 250 bucks. So I was getting 1250 every two weeks and I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm selling houses. Um, but what's interesting is that we had a kiosk in the bottom of Water Tower Mall right next to Fannie Mae Chocolates and tons of people are walking in and out of there. And literally it was just a kiosk that had a bunch of um, listings and uh, televisions that showcase different listings. And we would just stand there in front of them and people would stop and have conversations with us. And we would talk to them and that's how we got our leads. I sold my first four houses right out of the mall. And what's funny is that the very first house I sold was, uh, it, this is important for all your listeners. If we're not in sales, we're in service, we're in relationship building period. And the second you start fucking selling someone, you're done, especially mm -hmm. on, a, on, a, on a cold call. And it's funny because I remember the first sale I got was $420,000, like that number. Um, and, uh, <laughs> All and, kid. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so I meet this guy, he comes, into the, he comes into the mall and he's an attorney, right? I have nothing in fucking common with this guy. I knew early on and I always took a content marketing approach early on because I knew that the only way anyone was going to take me seriously as a 22 year old kid was that I'd have to educate them. Mm -hmm. I'd have to earn their business. I'd have to know the process in and out. When I got home from work every night, I didn't sell a house for the first six months and I didn't go out for the first six months. But when I got home at night, um, every single person I met, I was constantly building my database. And when I wasn't, I was on the MLS clicking around, learning the streets, learning the markets, learning everything. There was never a dull moment because I knew that the more I knew, the easier I would be able to convert with one of these people I'd meet at Water Tower Mall. So it's as funny as that. So I'm always, the very first thing I do with any lead is what's my rapport? What do I have in common with them? I don't care about real estate. I want to talk and find common ground first and foremost. And um, I found out that this attorney, total square guy, like you would never see us together in a, in, a, in a restaurant or anything, but he was in a fraternity. And so was I. Bingo. So we related and, you know, I'm so, would you go to school? All that. I just kept asking question, 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 question until I could relate to him. And then once I had the attorney thing, he didn't even know it was my first deal. He didn't, I don't even know if he ever did know that he was my first client. Um, but, um, I built rapport and I got him to like me. I got him to trust me. And that's always been my game is I've always built rapport before I ever talk business. Because if you think about it, people are gonna do business with agents. They know, like, and trust. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. No, like, and trust. And that's, yep. I, dude, that's, that's the hugest part of, I think where most agents tend to fall off is you're right. They go straight for the sale. Hey, are you planning on listing your home? Yep. <laughs> you know, that's good. That's great. I mean, yeah, it's good to ask for the business, but at the same time, like, who the hell are you? Here's, let me give you guys a good question that you could ask yourself. Here's how you could tell if you're either, if you're running a business or you're just a salesperson. All right. You're just a salesperson if you get excited by the first transaction. Mm, you get right. a little giddy in your stomach. Yeah. And that, that first transaction, the truth is, is that the average person buys three to five houses over their lifetime. The average person can refer you to two or three people per year. So selling that first house is fucking pennies when you look at the big picture. And that's the difference between running a business and working a job. I think 98% of agents are running, are working a job. They're not really running a business. And that's why 90% do the top 10. Right. But however, that, be, that being said, when an agent does close their first deal, they are super excited. I mean, by this all means, definitely all be excited. I'm not saying don't get excited, but 80% of buyers don't ever hear from their agent again. And 80% of buyers forget their agent's name six months post transaction. 
So the true transaction is done with the referral and the relationship built after that first closed transaction. And if you play your cards right in the relationship building and you really juice, I look at everyone in my spheres of my sales force. You know, it's like 10 to 15% of the population moves each and every year, right? This is math. It's not theory. This isn't like go do Facebook ads. You're going to go out and close a bunch of deals and get, and get rich. No, it's a popularity contest, you know? Yeah. 76% of people use the first agent they speak to. So what is the whole point of marketing is be the first person they think of when they think of real estate. That's half the battle. I'd say that's 90% of the battle is just being the first person they think of. All right. Well, let's, let's go back to your story. I mean, so you close one deal at 420, like all of a sudden, like, you know, it all or what ended up happening? There? Oh, uh, my first year, I think I did 15 to 18 deals, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I started out with uh, the cold calling. I started out sitting in some open houses but honestly, all my business really did come from my uh, sphere. I did one thing what I, that I did was um, back then used to have the 800 numbers mm -hmm. and I had an 800 number and I would go to other brokerages and um, I would say, hey, can I market your listings for free? And then I would buy an ad in one of those little real estate books that they have at the grocery stores. Mm -hmm. And I, I had like 10 listings on there. And it was this little punk kid, 22 years old. And everyone thought they're mine, but I was just listing. I was marketing other people's listings, of course, with their permission. Um, and people would call the 800 number, it'd ping me, I'd get a lead, and I would follow up and convert. Um, so I was actually, that was the only lead gen I did um, that actually put money into. Everything else was warm. Everything else was database. So what, what stuff did you suck at? Because I, I, I couldn't imagine that you came up with the 1-800 thing like, oh, this is the perfect deal, and then boom, that's the one that was successful. There's a difference between permission-based marketing, where I'm calling back someone who inquired to me, Mm -hmm. And just straight up cold call prospecting. I am horrible at prospecting. Well, at least you know I what you did. I can't, I can't call, I can't call like someone like, I don't even like calling people for sales calls on real estate marketing, dude, to be honest with you. I have other people um, doing that, but I don't like to have, I don't like the chase. I really don't. I don't like the chase. I've always liked the attraction and it just burnt me out. Some people, if you're good at cold calling, by all means, by, do it and own it. But, you know, for the majority of us that aren't, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's hard. And it, that I also remember 87% of new agents fail. I think a big reason to that is they're told to go cold call and do things they don't like to begin mm -hmm. with. Right. You said something kind of magical here that you kind of grazed over, but, uh, you were advertising other people's stuff for free. There's a lot of stuff that I noticed when I talk to people who are successful that they go out and do for free. And then I talk to people who are not successful and everything they do, they charge for. Sure. Right. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about being, you know, bringing that value first and foremost, giving somebody something that they're looking for. What does that do for your relationship? Well, if you're brand new, you got to prove yourself, period. Um, I'm doing it right now. With, I've done a couple custom videos because we launched our custom video script side for real estate marketing, dude. And we had to do a couple like, you know, we should be charging 2000 bucks for these videos. We did those for free, but I'm playing the long game. I know the exposure of the videos that we did for people are strategically aligned that they're going to reach a lot of other people. And virtually all of them have, have led the business. Um, but I think, I, I think the difference is I think of step three versus step two ahead of time. I'm thinking of down the road versus what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, long-term thinking, long-game yep. thinking. I heard you talking totally. to Sam the other day, and he said something that I found, I mean, immensely profitable, if you want to even call it profitable. It was, you know, how he got to being the speaker at TNC Conversion. Yeah. I said, you know, I'm just asking, you know, what's going on in your life and how can I be of service to that? Yep. And, totally. and so tell me a little bit about how you met Sam. Like, where did that connection come from? I mean, you That's crossed right. the country, right? Yeah. Yeah. I moved, out here. About that story. 
Um, well, I met Sam at a mastermind back in the short sale days, 2009 or so. And then we just hit it off that time. I was doing big business, uh, probably 30 closings a month, give or take. We had the, probably the top short sale team in the country at that time, uh, 28 agents. Um, and I, we had a machine, but we owned a loss mitigation department. We knew exactly how to negotiate short sales. Um, and we were really good at it. And we, again, we were always differentiating. We went into that market because nobody else did. I'm going into videos right now because no one else is, right? So I'm always zigging while they're zagging and doing the opposite of the, of the, of the norm. But short, short stories that we went, we met at a mastermind. And uh, back then I had a short sale training uh, mastermind as well. So Sam emceed some of my events. Um, and, uh, we just sort of stayed in touch ever since, um, started building my software company up and, um, I'm like, dude, you know, they're obviously they're using it. So I'm like, I got to move out there, be a fly on the wall. I wasn't really complaining. <laughs> so but you dropped the whole life. Like I'm, I'm imagining yeah. you, you had, I mean, you're talking about the success that you had over there in Chicago, the big yeah. money machine that you were running, you dropped all that to move across the country. Like what cold turkey thinking, like what's going through your head? Yeah. Sometimes you have to, um, I, Sam on that same video, Sam also mentioned is that if you're not going to be extremely uncomfortable or you're not willing to step outside the boundaries and get uncomfortable, then you're never going to make that big break. And I'm willing to throw the dice. I'm willing to roll the dice. When you believe in something as much as you do, then you shouldn't really worry about it. That coupled with faith really solves my anxiety. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things. It just felt like the right time. I was burnt out selling real estate. And I knew that if I didn't get out of there, I would never be able to do two things at once. I do believe you can only do, um, I do believe you can only do one. I read the book recently, of Gary Keller's the one thing. Mm. And that book really changed a lot of the way I, I was trying to do too much for the first 12 months I was out here. And that book really just really refocused me uh, on marketing services that is, but I think that's true for everybody. You know, be good at one freaking thing. Know what your strengths are. Know what your weaknesses are. Um, we all have some, and um, you know, hire out the rest. And honestly, that's a lot of stuff that these guys have taught me out here. I've learned a lot about business since I've been out here. Um, but yeah, we uh, we literally just got up, moved across the country, left the job, left everything there because I'm doing it for the greater good. So how how do you uh, when when you when you decided to move out here? And well, actually, let's, let's go back a little bit. How did you get into deciding that masterminding was the right thing to do? Was it something that you were, you know, back in when you first started before you had this, this machine at the, at the short sale market, or did you start masterminding after that? When did you decide that well, I need to look up one. to people? Yeah, that was the first one. Uh, so here's another thing I would say, I've always gone to a lot of events. So the only way I learned how to do short sales, and it's funny because in Chicago, um, you guys were killing short sales out here. We're two years after you. And that's a trend that's very true across the nations. Like the Midwest always gets hit last. Like people were still tight rolling their jeans in Chicago and fucking, uh, <laughs> you know, and when that shit was way out, but we're always like that with all trend. I realized that's in my, throughout my career. So, um, nobody in Chicago knew what a short sale was. That was the opportunity. So I was traveling the country going to every fucking event. Um, and that's how I met a lot of the gurus and that's how I learned all the stuff I did. I would literally go somewhere once a month, wherever short sales are being talked about. And I learned from a bunch of different people. And I slowly, same way Sam says how he, how he, he emceed all of the people that I looked up to slowly. I was on their stages then down the road, you know, and slowly I was doing webinars for them and all of this other stuff. So I put myself in that position though, is the point. Uh, you are the average of the five people you hang around with. And if you don't put yourself around people who are thinking bigger than you are, 
you're not going to grow. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, you've heard that said more than one occasion. A lot of people tell you the same thing. They'll even break it down to, you know, the top five people you hang out with, look at their incomes, average it out. That's, in, that's where you're going to end up being. The top five people you hang out with physically, what do they look like? That's probably physically what you're going to look like. So oh. each of us has that, you know, that pattern. How did you decide, better yet, how did you make yourself the person that those five people wanted to hang out with you? Funny thing is that all these like people you see on stage or you, you see in and they may be your idol, you may follow them. They're all fucking human. Mm-hmm. They've gone through the same shit that any of us have. All of them have been at the bottom of the barrel. All of them have been at the top of their game. All of them have put in grunt work. So at the end of the day, they're just human, human beings. Um, I surround myself with the people that I want to learn from, you know, and that wasn't happening in Chicago. None of my friends are doing national type products in Chicago. My friends are sitting around getting drunk on Saturdays and going to watch college football games still all day. You know, I'm not going to go anywhere with them. So that's exactly why, why, why I, uh, why I moved. Dude, so, um, that's a, that's a, again, I mean, honestly, I, I have a hard time. I mean, I was born in LA, but I was raised in San Diego. I can't see myself like leaving to another spot after that. Did you have a family by the way, when you decided to move across Chicago? Yep. Moved them all with Woo. three, seven and a wife. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So that's got to be a tough sales pitch. How do you get the wife to jump on board to leave uh, her roots? Because I, I, I don't personally know your family or anything, but uh, unless she's involved in the business, that's got to be one hell of a sales pitch. Well, I closed it over a couple months. I, um, had an, I, did an, I did two events out here. The first event, I brought the family out knowing that I was going to try to soft close them on the move. The second event, I was looking for a place. Wow. So we did those in about 60 days and then uh, we moved about three months faster than I thought we wanted, we were going to because um, I let my team know in Chicago, I'm like, look guys, I'm starting something else. I'm going to be gone at the end of the year. This is like in February, March. Um, my partner called me later on that day and he's like, Hey dude, you know what? I was going to go off on myself. Like he's been with me for five years. He's grown. He's, he's done his own. Every one of my agents are doing 20 million a year now easily. Um, and he grew up, you know? So, um, he was going to go off on his own. So I was like, perfect. Got to make the school year. So I had to get here before school started for the kids. Perfect. That's why it, that's why it happened so fast. Well, you know, <laughs> it's funny how your life revolves around them, even though you have uh, your businesses that revolve around you. Yeah. Um, so all right, tell me a little bit about what life's like today for Mr. Cuevas. What are you, what are you focusing your attention on today? I'm focusing my attention on creating attention for real estate agents using video. Um, <laughs> All we do is we have done for you, we make video marketing pretty easy um, with a, real estate agents. We talk, teach them how to sell, you know, shoot videos on their cell phones and we do all the heavy lifting. Um, that's really it. And, um, you know, no, it's a problem. Uh, I, I follow Billy Jean a lot and there's a good, um, we just talked about this at a mastermind we were at yesterday. But um, in one of his talks, he says that you get paid by how many problems you solve. Mm-hmm. and he says like and he goes into examples so he's like a cleaner gets paid maybe like someone who cleans your house gets paid like i don't know maybe like what 50 bucks to go clean your house because there's a million fucking cleaners out there there's not a shortage of them but somebody who knows how to do something very specific like let's just say can conduct a short sale and and a very specific niche within real estate there's not as many people that can do that so you could solve more problems therefore your value goes up what I'm doing right now is I'm solving, I'm focused strictly on video because I know it's the biggest problem in the real estate industry. And um, most people's content is very boring. It's very self-serving. 
and none of it involves story or branding or marketing at all. It's really just like a, a sales pitch. Um, and uh, that's what we're out to change. That's exactly what I was going to ask you about right now. I mean, everybody has a cell phone camera. Everybody has a little camcorder. Everybody has the ability to do Zoom videos or whatever it is. But everybody's stuff sucks. How important is creating a story? And is it really that difficult to create a story that actually is entertaining? No, um, it's not. And HGTV's already proven the model for us. We just got to copy them. Um, there's nothing here to recreate. It's, just, it's very simple. It's like, we know that we need to stay in front of our database. Agreed? Mm -hmm. So how do we do it without being a douchebag? How do we do it without always just like, like think about it. Like, do you really want to always just be selling and pushing real estate? No. And, and the thing is when I scroll through my Facebook feed and I got a lot of realtors on there, it's almost always the same thing. It's look at this bathroom, look at this kitchen. Look at me, 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 me. Exactly. So let me give you an example of like what I mean by storytelling for your listeners. So instead of saying just listed, just sold, why wouldn't you instead say this 49 year old homeowner just um, got another bedroom. He's paying $500 less a month and he's no longer renting. He's owning. Here's how it does the same thing, but I'm doing it with a story. That's what HGTV does. They go around and they, 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 they file the story and the process of the transition. So start focusing on whom you're serving and not what you're selling. Start focusing on how you're selling or how you're serving them with the unique processes you have in place versus um, how many, you know, what you put on the leaderboard this month. Dude. Right? If you yeah. think about it, everyone's always like, I made more fucking money than you did today. That's what you're really yeah. saying when you say just listed, just sold. You're, yeah. you're bragging. And it's the reason it's funny because you go on these on Facebook and then you'll see like a realtor will post and they'll have like 10 comments. And it's the title wrap, the mortgage wrap, and it's everyone who's trying to get their business. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no engagement. There's no real, real engagement on there. Right. You know, there, there's some. But when an agent takes a long form post and just writes a little bit more on the story, people can relate to that a lot better. And that's what this is about. It's like, it's about, you know, the other thing I tell people a lot too is like, uh, like for me, um, the last, if you look at your last 10 closings, chances are that nine out of 10 of the last 10 people, if you're a dude became your beer drinking buddies, or if you're a gal, maybe they're like your, your gal pals, you guys go, go get some fucking manicures and pedicures together, whatever. Right. But the point is, is that it's because we attract like people we all do. Right. So, um, you're not like me and attorneys. I'm sorry. We're not going to get along. We have nothing in common. You guys are way too nerdy for me. You're way <laughs> you too serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't make them laugh. <laughs> Doctors like we got nothing in fucking common, but that's fine. I know who I relate to. And in real estate, Everyone wants to be the jack of all trades and you relate with absolutely none. And if you look at some of the agents that do the most amount of business without naming any names, a lot of them are in the military niche. Some of them are in um, this niche or this niche, but you realize all of them are within the niche. The other thing you see is like biggest agent in, in California is uh, in San Diego, Kyle Whistle, agreed? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's no coincidence that Kyle Whistle also has a media department. Right. He understands the build of his brand. Yeah, he's telling stories. Right. And you could, you could look at that. You could look at any team across the country. Look at Carrie Scholl on the West coast. She did fucking 8 million in GCI last year. She has four videographers on staff. She has a whole media department in office. And I think what you're going to see in the next 18 to 20 months is that every single person will have a media department in office, every brokerage. They're going to have to videos here. It's not going anywhere. And, um, you're already, brand, it's a brand building 
thing. It's not a lead generation thing. That's the difference though, that a lot of people want to go out and start do a video. I'm just going to start spitting leads. No, it doesn't work that way. All right. It's, new agent comes in the picture, realizes that video is a big thing. Should they go out and blow thousands of dollars in a bunch of podcast equipment, video no. cameras, a crew? Like no. what's you the best to. approach? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, fancy expensive equipment doesn't make your shit good. What you say and how you say it does. So to answer your first question about video, our equipment list that we send out for people when we buy them, um, we buy them their, their, the equipment to shoot these on the cell phone. It costs a whopping $82 all in. Oh, dude, you're right? breaking my bank. Yes. So we don't, <laughs> all we need, because we already know what the end result is, right? So for example, when, I, when I'm creating a video, I already know what I want to shoot. I'm not just going out and shooting a bunch of random shit and figuring it out afterwards. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm capturing the shots I need to take. Right? So you're saying, you're saying you actually need to plan the story, almost storyboard what you're going to do Absolutely. before you actually start filming. Absolutely. Think about it this way. Um, video is no differently than direct mail farming. Anyone listening to this podcast is familiar with direct mail farming, right? And let's look at the process and how it works. And it still works today. I like direct mail farming. But typically an agent would take 500 doors. Um, they're going to go out and pick a neighborhood, whatever, say it's Del Ciro. And then they're gonna, these postcards are going to go out once a month, right? To, to the neighborhood. Now, after year one, maybe you get one to three listings. Year two, maybe you get three to five. Maybe year three, you get seven plus or whatever. I don't know. But it grows over time. And the reason why that happens is because every month you keep fucking showing up. You show up, on their, uh, you show up in their mailbox. You show up there so that after a while, people start to say, that's, a, that's, our, that's our neighborhood real estate guy. That's our neighborhood real estate guy. It's over time with consistent communication, you build a brand. You need three things to build a brand. One, you need an audience. Two, in, in real estate agents, your audience is your SOI and your local community. Okay, we already have a built-in audience. Look at your fucking Facebook. That's what it is. Every single one of those friends, the reason why you're going to be fucking so angry when one of them buys or sells keys with me and they didn't use you, that's part of your audience. You weren't, you weren't getting your message out. You weren't getting the message out. It's not, your, it's not their job to remember what you do for a living. It's your job to remind them what you do for a living. There's so much noise out there that we have to be consistent with it. So back to direct mail farming, if I took off one month because I'm like, you know what? I'm going on vacation for Christmas. I'm going to take off one month. Does it have the potential to screw up the previous 11 months of marketing? Of course it does. You weren't consistent. Absolutely. Well, it's no different with video. Okay. If you're going to do video, there's a couple different ways to do it. Yes. There's going to be videos that pop up. Like there's going to be some stuff that comes like, I got to do a video on that. Great. Some stuff is going to be spontaneous. However, when you're building a video series, you need to have a series. You need to name the series. You need to consistently carry out the series. When you name a series, it gets you the excuse to report your own news. No differently than your podcast right here. The only reason the podcast has done anything is I'm, I'm consistent. exactly what you're saying. It's consistency. We're on every day. Oh, and wow. whether or not you listen to every day is up to you, but you see it every day. I'll give you my, uh, my podcast numbers. I'll show you one, what happened with one week of inconsistency just last week. So usually I get about, I get about five to 7,000 downloads a week. Um, my, I missed an episode two Saturdays ago. My downloads for that week were about 2,500 versus 7,000. Ouch. My website traffic was down 2,000 for the month. Ouch. So it, it tells you that, that consistency. Now what's going to happen, I, I've done it a couple of times. Like sometimes life gets in the way, right? Yeah. It happens to me too. I, 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 it happens to everybody. But that's why you have to pre-plan this stuff. Yes. You know, this is, you cannot run a media. You guys are all little mini media companies and you are the brand. 
people think it's weird because you're you're I'm a, I'm Mike. I'm not a brand. What about you? <laughs> right? That's how people you are. But but you are. If you were to open up a bakery, what the fuck would that be? You're still the owner. It's still your brand. You're the cupcake or the cake guy. Just because it's physical doesn't change anything. Right. You know what I mean? And that's a, that's a lot of the hurdles I see happen. Um, well, I mean, but, if, if you think about that, the, that consistency thought process, that works with anything, whether it is yeah, a cold call. It's not a real, it's not a real thing. Absolutely. No, no, it's any type of business. It's a pretty much anything, whether you want to lose weight, whether you I don't care what it is, consistency is the key. You want a good marriage? You need to go on date night. You know, like I, it's, it's everything. And that's, what's, that's what drives me nuts. It's like, you guys, this isn't rocket science. It right. just takes the willingness to learn and the willingness to take action and do it. This isn't, this isn't hard. It's just you have to understand that you got to do it consistently. It's like anything else in life. So what advice do you give? Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is kind of an a easy question. The, the answer is consistency. But what advice would you give to an agent that isn't being successful? Because I guarantee the problem is you're not consistent. But how do you get them to that level? What, do you, what are you guys doing over there, especially like at Big Block, for example, that turns these agents into something that they're doing on a consistent basis? Good question. Um, so there's only one thing every real estate agent can do universally across the board. Some agents are going to be good at Zillow and converting. Some agents will be good at open houses. Some agents will be good at FISBO. Some agents will be good at expired. Some agents are good at this and that. Everyone's different because they all have their own strengths and weaknesses. But the only thing that every single agent can do that I couldn't break, that you couldn't break for them is infiltrate their own level of relationships. So I'll give you a a story. Um, Before I left Chicago, my team was down to four or five agents. I had uh, myself, me. So me, I'm like the 30 at that time, 37 year old white Mexican kid. I have (laughs) Jerry from the South side. Jerry's from the South side. He's a black guy. I have Luke. He's a Polish guy from the Northwest side. I had an Indian guy, um, a not, and then I had a 26-year-old girl who just graduated college. So we had every different age group, different demographic. None of us had the same friends, but I did this sort of as a, as a test. Now, I had the website. I knew, that if I, I knew that none of them knew how to turn on their databases, but I did. So it was my job just to create the content for them so that we can activate them. Now, with each one of their networks, each one of those people has a Facebook group page, they all have email lists, they all have direct mail lists. I cannot penetrate any of those three relationship lists with anything I would do because I don't have a relationship with those people. They do. But what I can do is activate their relationships and start getting them on radars because regardless of whose audience it is, 10 to 15% of the population moves each and every year. That's stat number one. So if I have 100 people on my Facebook and I do three posts that are somewhat remind people I do real estate um, every day. Am I more likely to get some of the calls when 10 to 15% of those hundred people move? Sure. Because I'm going to be the first person they speak. They think of, I'm going to mitigate the chance. I'm going to mitigate the chances of them going with someone else. And I'm just because I'm everywhere all the time. So all I did was create content. I have them create an email list. I have them create their social media list. And then I would just consistently create content for them put it out to their email list, put it out to their social media list, force them to do direct mail to their database. And what happened? They all start producing because they can infiltrate their relationships more than I can. Now it doesn't happen overnight for a new agent. You're looking at like four to six months, but you can't build a business without first focusing on building a brand. If you don't have the brand, you'll never have the business. A brand is not only exists because there's an audience of people that know who the hell you are and what you, and what you stand for. That's it. 
It's funny that though, because it's a generational thing too. You, you, you say brand and there's people who are thinking, well, I don't need to build a brand. I'm not Coca-Cola, right? I'm not Tide. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not Geico. And so they, they use that as like a cop out to say, well, that's, totally. I'm, that's not what I do. I'm not, well, I, I don't let's do make it. Let's make it simple. All right. So two people, I don't know if this is gonna be a video. Nah, you guys, if you guys can't hear this, I got my two fingers hold up. We're doing hand puppets, finger puppets, right? So there's two people here. Hey, I need to buy a house. Great. Call my guy, Mike. How many people say that? I have a brand if, two, if one person says that. How big my brand is is how many people will say that. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. yep. All having a brand is is when two people are talking about real estate, like you got to call my guy. What makes someone instantly associate your name with the term real estate anytime they see it? And that's why you want to be consistent everywhere you go. I nurture relationships through video. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's as simple as you can get it. I love that, by the way. It's perfect because you get that argument all the time. Oh, I don't build a brand. I don't need to do that. And I think the concept of being, you know, of that huge brand kind of washes them out. And I think personally, it's just a cop out. It's an excuse for not doing the work. You don't need a huge brand. That's whatever. Ever, like you guys don't need a bunch of followers and all this other crap. Like you don't need any of that stuff. You just need a, a core group of people. If you're a local real estate agent, to know who the hell you are and what you do. You know, especially in a market like San Diego, the average sales price is like seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> how many do you need to close? Yeah, I mean, how many do you really need to, to close? But the point is, you got to stay. It's you got to stay in front of your people. Like, can you imagine the bakery example? Not keeping track of anyone who ordered a cake ever. Not keeping track of any of their, of their past kinds. All right, let's just do a retail store. So let's do one for guys, one for women, because I think they, they relate to this better. All right, women. Um, there's a shoe sale on at your favorite shoe store. It's got the best pumps in the fucking world. All right, you love these pumps. And when you go to that store they, and you check out, they're like, hey, can I get your email address? You would like me to email that receipt on over to you? Or they have some kind of contact info. Anything that you order online, that's why you keep getting all these coupons because it is more profitable to market and stay in front of past customers than it is to acquire new ones. Right, customer acquisition costs. I mean, you can go back to the baker. If every right. single person that came into the bakery bought one time, how many clients? Dude, you'd go crazy trying to acquire new clients all the time. Versus if that one was super happy, you, you set something up where like, hey, we want to do this special thank you, post the uh, cake and their story of whatever they were doing for whatever event, wedding, birthday, bar mitzvah, whatever, send it to them, then they share it with their network of people. This is where I got this awesome cake. Correct. That's your brand. Yeah. Let me, uh, I have a good example for you that I think that'll sort of tie it together for everyone. So there's this gal, she's in... Um, East coast, uh, DC or Virginia or something like that. So we, we meet with her. We have a, we figure out that if she were to win the lotto tomorrow, like she, she's in real estate cause real estate pays her bills. Let me first say that. So she works in real estate. She likes real estate, but it's not her passion. Right. So we meet with her. We figure out that she's like this. She loves cooking. She's a chef. Okay. And that's her passion. If she, she watches the food network all the time. So how do you take that and marry it into your real estate business? And that's, this is why discovering your brand, your brand is really just your voice. I'm a dude. I talk like a dude. I say, fuck shit, whatever. It's just who I am. If you don't like it, beat it. I don't care. There's not much I can really do about it, but it's because I'm so direct that I also attract a lot of people um, as well. In her case, when people don't know what their voice is, they're very awkward on camera. 
Mm-hmm. Like if I had to talk about cooking on video, I would be like, Dude, no, no. <laughs> like get out of here, right? <laughs> so we branded her um, your real estate chef. That's her tagline, right? So she doesn't give buyers presentations. She gives recipes to making a wise investment. She doesn't list your house for sale. She's got the secret sauce for getting top dollar. Her media series is called What's Cooking Chesapeake, where she goes around town and she's interviewing a bunch of different people. She's always saying what's up because that's what a local expert would do. Her client parties probably revolve around dream diners or something along those lines where it's a cooking event for her client parties. Her closing gift is something with an apron and something in the kitchen, maybe a, cut, maybe a set of cocoa knives. But because she can relate real estate business to the concept of cooking, she can naturally story tell about it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? That makes all the sense in the world, yeah. Because now she's passionate about cooking. Correct. She just there, happens to sell real estate. There's the authenticity, exactly. That's beautiful. That's, that's the authenticity. And that's what, that's what video is. It's like when you're authentic on camera and you're just having fun and you see some people that are on camera that are, that are just having fun. You're just like, I like that guy. Yeah. But when you're like this, Hey, market update, fucking 15% of houses. No one cares. Yeah. You're trying too hard. Yeah. We get, we get people on the show and, and you see their personalities. They're, they're normal. They're just talking like you and I having a conversation and then we get done with the interview and they're like, Oh, I didn't talk about the rates or this particular zip code i'm like nobody gives a shit don't talk nobody gives a shit about that they want to know you it's like you said at the beginning like trust right like you i trust you i'm gonna hit you up yep and everyone has it it's you everyone has like a brand or everyone has something i mean some of the stories that i'm getting are just crazy some sad some funny Mm -hmm. um and it's just all all over but everyone has that story and once you've identified that and found that voice that's crucial for creating ongoing video how do you, what would you say is the best way to dig deep and figure out what it is? Cause somebody, call, somebody, call real estate marketing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's for perfect. The, that's sorry perfect. For the shameless, shameless plug. No, honestly, that's what I do. People use my creativity because that's one thing I am not a good business person, but creativity is my thing and content and storytelling is what I'm, those are my strengths. Yeah, um, dude. I'm telling you, I've seen a lot of your, a lot of your stuff. I'm a big fan. Uh, did you do the taco one? Yeah. <laughs> taco <funny>. box. <laughs> we got a couple fun ones coming out we got a um ron burgundy remix uh we just did a rap video for a team in atlanta they're going to be coming out with uh not a rap videos bruno mars that'll come out on monday so yeah we're getting a lot of uh and all these things are custom scripts we're shooting over state lines and it's really not that hard it just revolves around learning the right shots mm-hmm. um but before you do that you gotta know what your voice is because that's the key Absolutely. So, uh, what does it cost? What, what's your rates? What do you guys charge? How do you get in, How do we get a hold of the real estate marketing dude? Um, sure. Um, anyone who visit my website, simple real estate marketing dude.com. Um, my site's like a whole course. I got podcasts. There's a ton of articles. There's a training course on there, but, um, anyone who's interested, just, you can simply go there and check out the, how it works section. It really outlines our entire process with pricing and all that. Short answer is you could start, um, for nine ninety seven. You could go all the way up to 3000. It just depends on what we're doing for you. Um, not everyone needs a brand. Sometimes people just want to get right on video. So everyone's in a different boat. So we either build the brand or we go right into video. Ultimately we're, we're building the video marketing campaign, which is built upon the brand. So some people are, know what they are. Yeah. All consistency. All we want to do is make database relationship marketing very simple for uh, real estate. Sweet brother. Hey man, I really appreciate it. Uh, you coming on the show, being as honest as possible. Love the storytelling. Keep up 
all the stuff, dude, everything you post, by the way, I mean, there's a reason why your podcast is, is successful. There's a reason why you gain traction on videos. Uh, great storytelling. Uh, I look forward to more of the stuff that you put out. Good. I learned a ton of stuff from the stuff you put out. <laughs> awesome. Good. Uh, by the way, you guys got any mastermind stuff coming up? Any, any events that are coming down the pipe? Um, we will, when we launch, we're launching this, the soft, once software is launched, I'll probably hit the road. Um, I'd love to do like in a deep mastermind, a video in San Diego, like once every other month or something like that, but still up in the air. Um, nothing so much. I mean, we run a mastermind with just our students and people that are in our little thing, but, um, nothing planned. I don't have any events or anything like that planned up. Cool. Well, I'd love to hear about it. I'm sure people would love to hear about it too. Get in, uh, getting the mind of Mr. Mike Cuevas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, buddy. All right, brother. Thanks cool. again for being on the show. Exactly. By the way, hey, I'm gonna have you tag somebody. Who do you think would be the next uh, good podcast guest? Mm, I don't know. What do you think? Get Sam. <laughs> we've been we've been bugging Sam. We got to get him on the calendar though. So we, uh, I'll uh, I'll give you his assistance and number. <laughs> That's the best hookup right there. Give me the gatekeeper. <laughs> we we'll get through the gatekeeper. There you go. All right, brother. Hey, man. Right, thank you. Thanks a lot, brother. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.